No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David is afraid that Saul will finally kill him, so he escapes to dwell with the Philistines. The Philistine king gives David and his men the city of Ziklag. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 27 on Simply the Bible. Once again, King Saul had gone against his word and hunted poor David like a partridge in the mountains. God delivered Saul into David's hand, but David spared his life a second time, for he would not lift his hand against the Lord's anointed. Saul admitted that he had played the fool and went home. We continue in 1 Samuel chapter 27. And David said in his heart, Now I shall perish someday by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape to the land of the Philistines, and Saul will despair of me to seek me any more in any part of Israel. So I shall escape out of his hand. Then David arose and went over with 600 men who were with him to Achish, the son of Maok, king of Gath. So David dwelt with Achish at Gath, he and his men, each man with his household, and David with his two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the Carmelitess, Nabal's widow. And it was told Saul that David had fled to Gath, so he sought him no more. And David said in his heart, Someday I will perish by the hand of Saul. No doubt he was becoming weary of constantly being on the run and Saul promising one thing but delivering another. David figured it was only a matter of time before Saul caught up with him and he was no more. But was David now acting in faith? David took counsel from his own heart. The problem with that is that our hearts can't be trusted. Jeremiah 17.9 says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We cannot depend upon our hearts to give us good counsel. The truth was that God had delivered David on multiple occasions. Everybody knew that David was God's choice to be king. Even Saul knew this. Wouldn't God keep his servant safe until he had removed Saul and established David on the throne? Of course he would. But David was discouraged and despondent. And that happens when we allow our feelings to be controlled by our circumstances rather than by interpreting our circumstances by seeking God's will. I remember when I was in my early 20s, I became depressed for almost two years, and part of it was because the former power and grace and abilities that I had uh, experienced in my job, I really wasn't, and others were surpassing me, and it just led me to a time of depression, but it also led me to seek the Lord, and, and through it, I began to realize that God was directing me into a new path, which ultimately would bring me into ministry, but it was important for me not to be controlled by my circumstances, but rather to see God's hand in my circumstances, 
to guide and to lead. And that's really where David was at at this point, except David was becoming very despondent and now taking matters into his own hands. Now, at other times in his life, David sought the Lord in prayer when he had a major decision to make. He inquired of God through Abiathar the priest. But this time, David didn't seek God's will. Rather, he relied upon his own anxious thoughts. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a great promise that is. When we have brought our concerns before God, when we have cast our cares upon the Lord, knowing that He cares for us, when we have asked for his wisdom and then are waiting expectantly for him to reveal it, then our hearts can be at peace. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So are you talking to God about your troubles? Or are you talking to yourself or to others about them? Pastor John Corson gives an excellent illustration. Imagine two stopwatches in your hands. One starts every time you talk to yourself or to others about a situation. The other starts every time you talk to your father about the matter, communicating in articulate, intelligent, understandable prayer. After three days, what would these clocks look like? How much time would have been spent talking to yourself or others? How much time would have been spent talking to your father? You see, David neglected to talk to God, and consequently, fear rather than peace ruled his heart. One of my favorite quotes is from Civil War General Stonewall Jackson, Never take counsel of your fears. So David moved away from God's people and dwelt in enemy territory. It is always dangerous to move away from God's people. It is true that dealing with God's people can be a challenge. When you are committed to going to church and involved in ministry, Satan will attack you. He doesn't want you to grow in the Lord and serve God and others with your spiritual gifts. He will discourage, distract, and seek to drive you away. Then when you're living in his territory, he will leave you alone for a while. But what seems like a short-term win and comfortable is a long-term loss. We are meant to remain in close fellowship with God and His people. David would later write in Psalm 32, For this cause everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters they shall not come near Him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Our goal should be to live in such closeness to Jesus that 
he can guide us with his eye. Now, since we can't physically see him, that means we need to be in such close relationship with him, abiding in his word, speaking to him in prayer, and being around his people that we sense the promptings that he gives us. We allow him to guide us into his way. And that is the place of comfort, deliverance, and joy. Verse 5. Then David said to Achish, If I have now found favor in your eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. For why should your servant dwell in the royal city with you? So Achish gave him Ziklag that day. Therefore Ziklag has belonged to the kings of Judah to this day. Now the time that David dwelt in the country of the Philistines was one full year and four months. So David brought all of his people. There were 600 fighting men, but they had women and children. So probably a group of between two and 3,000 people. That would have been a large group to descend upon the capital city of the Philistines there of Gath. And so he said to King Achish, hey, I, I would like to live among you. And no doubt Achish was glad to have a warrior like David around because he had no doubt heard that Saul was after him. And so Achish gave David the city of Ziklag for he and his men. And that would really be good. That's no doubt what David wanted because he wanted to be able to do what he wanted to do without having to uh, be supervised by Achish. So Ziklag, which was originally given to Judah as one of their cities during the time that Joshua uh, and the children of Israel conquered the promised land, but they never took possession of it. So now the Philistines had it. They gave it to David. It would now become the, the possession of David and the kings of Judah. And David and his men went up and raided the Gershuites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites. For those nations were the inhabitants of the land from of old, as you go to Shur, even as far as the land of Egypt. Whenever David attacked the land, he left neither man nor woman alive, but took away the sheep, the oxen, the donkeys, the camels, and the apparel, and returned and came to Achish. And Achish would say, Where have you made a raid today? And David would say, Against the southern area of Judah, or against the southern area of the Jeremiahites, or against the southern area of the Kenites. David would save neither man nor woman alive to bring news to Gath, saying, lest they should inform on us, saying, thus David did. And thus was his behavior all the time he dwelt in the country of the Philistines. So David was making these terrible raids. I mean, they were against the original inhabitants of the land, which God had told the children of Israel to destroy. But then David would come back and he would lie about it. He would tell Achish that he'd been in the area of Israel. And so Achish was thinking, ah, David's really making himself a stench in the nostrils of Saul and of his own people. But really, was this of the Lord? You know, David just was in the wrong place. He was living like a worldling because he was living in the world uh, and yet being like the world as he was now lying to cover his tracks. So Achish believed David, saying he has made his people Israel utterly abhor him. Therefore, he will be my servant forever. Achish believed David was telling him the truth. David was not the first Hebrew to lie to Gentiles. 
Abraham did the same thing when he lied to Pharaoh and Abimelech about Sarah being his sister rather than his wife. Unfortunately, God's representatives don't always represent him well. But on the other hand, who is without sin? Now, it happened in those days when the Philistines gathered their armies together for war to fight with Israel. And Achish said to David, you assuredly know that you will go out with me to battle you and your men. So David said to Achish, surely you know what your servant can do. And Achish said to David, therefore, I will make you one of my chief guardians forever. Achish believed that David was loyal to him and that he would be a great asset in a war against Israel. Because David was in this land where he shouldn't have been, he was now in a very sticky situation where he found that he was going to have to go to war against Israel. But we will see that God in his mercy would providentially intervene uh, and keep David from having to do that. Our takeaway today is that we should not despair when it doesn't seem like things are going our way or according to our expectations. Rather than taking counsel of ourselves or of our fears, we should spend time seeking the Lord and what he would have us do, interpreting our circumstances through his eyes. If we're trusting in the Lord, he will protect us and use the circumstances to shape us. It may mean difficulty. It may mean that our patience is tried. But those who trust in the Lord with all their hearts and continue to do good will inherit all that God has promised to those who love him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible. The Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where the Philistines gather against Israel. Saul is terrified, and when the Lord won't answer him... He consults a medium to conjure Samuel from the dead. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.